So if you're enjoying, appreciating, benefiting from this series of short talks by Padma Vajra on the life and liberation of Padma Sambhava, him channeling these lightning flashes from the blue beyond, then please do consider making a donation to Padmaloka. We're still in uh, uncertain financial times. This year we lost our main source of income, uh, our retreat income, and even though people are starting to return to Padmaloka now, uh, our costs have considerably gone up. Uh, given the various measures that we have to put in place. So although we've benefited enormously from people's generosity uh, throughout the year, we really need to keep that stream of generosity flowing. So do please consider giving what you can. You can do that by following the link that's attached to this video or beneath in our YouTube channel or visiting our website and making a one-off donation or taking out a monthly standing order. Thank you. Hung again, Yogin of Chang Sam Padma Kesadong Bola Yatun Juging and Rubni Padma Jung Nishi Sudra. Godo kandoro mung poko Kiki jesu dag drup ki Jingi dab chi shake su so Guru padma sidi hu O mahung vajru guru pimata trensa Madra Samaya Jasidi Falahung Aumahung Madra Guru Pimato Trengsa Madra Samaya Jasidi Falahung Aumahung Madra Guru Pimato Trengsa Madra Samaya Jasidi Falahung Aumahung Vajra Guru Pimato Trengsa Vajra Samaya Jasidi Falahung Aumahung Vajra Guru Pimato Trengsa Vajra Samaya Jasidi Falahung O mahung vajra guru pemata trengsa Vajra samaya jasidi falahunga O mahung vajra guru pemata trengsa Vajra samaya jasidi falahunga Vajra Guru Pema Dutrecha Vajra Samaya Jasiti Falahunga Then, in the fire heifer year, for the four great temples and the dozen smaller temples of Samye Monastery, the ground was divided into twenty parts under the direction of the abbot Shantarakshita. The king Trisongdetsan, robed in white silk, 
holding a golden pickaxe smeared with unguents, dug to the depth of one cubit. From below there oozed up three oils from the earth, one white, one yellow, one red. The king put this chrism on his face and anointed his head with it. The abbot commented, Behold, the aspiration of the king has been realised. Let the dharma rise on mighty wings. Then the foundations were laid for the walls, but a naga, whose home was a rose bush with beautiful petals, knowing that in order to build his rose bush would be cut down, resisted and called the genies to his aid, yakshas and amanushas, in concert with three gainyen, destroyed by night what had been built during the day and carried back earth and stones to their previous places. Then the king said to Shantarakshita, as a refuge for beings to come, I decided to build this monastery as best I could. Due to my great defilement or lacking your blessing, it seems that my intention cannot be fulfilled. To which Shantarakshita replied, I have endeavoured to perfect the heart of a bodhisattva. If gentleness cannot prevail, we must use magical power. At this moment, near the Vajrasana in India, there lives Padmasambhava, the abbot from Urgyen. Learned in the five classes of knowledge, expert in benefactions, picking out the best, he has mastered all magical powers. Victor over demons, he bends the eight classes of spirits to his service. The genies tremble and before him bow the hordes of funereal beings. If you invite this Supreme Buddha of the three times, the genies will be powerless to wreak harm and your aspiration will be realised. But the king asked that Padmasambhava not be invited. This is Canto 58 of the life and liberation of Padmasambhava the Padma Khaitan. The king of Tibet, Trisong Detson, the Buddhist king of Tibet, is attempting to construct the great monastery of Samye, the glorious. With him is the Bodhisattva abbot, Shantarakshita, who's a great Indian monk who's ordained, already ordained some Tibetans as monks, and he's taught the classic teachings, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, Pratichya Samatpada. By all accounts, Shantarakshita was a very learned, a very good teacher. He's very kindly. He's known as the Bodhisattva Abbot. Very kind and gentle, very profound and clear in his teaching. And he wants the Dharma to flourish in Tibet. He's come all the way from India to do that, from the very comfortable conditions of high Indian Buddhist culture. Now he is in a very different world. He's in an untamed world. The signs look very, very good. There is a Buddhist king, Trisong Detson, with great aspirations. He really wants the Dharma to thrive in his land. He thinks it's the best thing for his land. 
He wants to build a great monastery and the signs are very good. White, yellow and red oils come out of the ground when he digs, forming a chrism, a blessing. The earth apparently is giving its blessing. There must have been a lovely feeling when this happened. When this happened. A great monastery is arising in a new land, but not so fast. The ancient land of Tibet knows that things are getting very serious. Something from another dimension is arriving. It's really coming now. It's okay for us, for the world, while the Dharma is just some good ideas and nice feelings. It's even okay to ordain a few people, but to build, to cut into the earth, to disturb the home of a Naga, a great serpent deity, a great god of the waters, whose home is a beautiful rose bush. No, this is too much. The Dharma has no place here. In other words, there is a massive reaction from the depths of the Tibetan land. You might even say the, the, the depths of the Tibetan consciousness, their unconsciousness, you might say. I've always found that detail of a rose bush being the home of a naga intriguing. I don't really know what it means, but I know that I love roses. I love the roses of Padmaloka, which are still blooming even in November. I love their colours, their pink and red and yellow, their deep red, their pale pink, their white, and I love their sweet and heady fragrance and perfume. If I lived in a beautiful rose bush and some, someone wanted to build there, build there and throw me out, even if they were good Buddhists, I would get serious about that. I'd get very serious about that. What are the rose bushes where we live? What are the places, the things, the people, the states, the stuff, the views and the attitudes that we love, the colours that we love, the smell that we love of those things, their look, their mood, the things that we would go to war for. These are the things that the Dharma needs to touch, that the Dharma needs to get into, needs to reveal if the Dharma is to be anything other than nice ideas and tender sentiments, harmless and ineffectual, more of a hobby than real life. Where are your rose bushes? And what are the deep serpent deities that live there? Perhaps it's beauty, love, pleasure, ambition, so many things. Who knows? Do you know? Shantarakshita, being a great bodhisattva abbot, knows his limitations. He knows that in this situation, in wild Tibet, up against Nagas who live in rose bushes, he knows that he's out of his depth. And so he tells the king about Padmasambhava. Only Padmasambhava can deal with a situation like this. Only he has the magical power, the cities, 
the attainments, the knowledge, the wisdom, the ability, the sheer radiance of being, what we might call charisma in the best sense, to deal with a situation like this. So invite him. And the king is reluctant, incredibly. Even though he wants to build this monastery, he does not want Padmasambhava invited. Even though he wants the monastery built, he knows, he senses that if this man comes, if he comes into the heart of Tibet, it will all start to get real. And the whole country will be stirred and shaken. He, Trisong Detson, will be stirred and shaken. He is the land in a culture like this. The king and the land are one. So he is doubtful. And aren't we like that as well? Oh, we want the Dharma so much. We say, we think, we'll do anything for the Dharma, for the Dharma to come more fully into us. It's the most desired and longed for. But for that reason, it's the most feared thing. We might even feel aversion to it. Who in the angelic orders would hear me if I cried? And even if one of them suddenly took me to his heart, I would perish of his stronger existence. For the beautiful is nothing but the onset of the terrible, still just endurable. And we revere it so because it serenely disdains to destroy us. Every angel is terrible. So I hold myself in check and swallow the darkly sobbing call. Take care when you call out to angels, when you invite a sitter into your lands, into your heart's home, into your rose gardens. Take great care, because things will never be the same again. King Trisong Detson did call to the siddha angel Padmasambhava. He sent young men to find him and to bring him. Despite ourselves, we cannot hold ourselves in check and swallow the darkly sobbing call. 